Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is May 11th. 2020 it looks like it looks like we're live but i don't see video popping up for us i I don't know maybe maybe we'll have to figure it out either way i am joined by denise salcedo there we are we our video is ready now how you doing denise i'm doing good i'm happy i'm excited to be back this was a very happy raw for the most part and i also got new headphones today i don't know why i felt the need to point that out i I have I only use earbuds, like, and I don't know why, but I've got about six sets of them in here, and all of them are only functional in one ear. That's what was happening to me. That's why I had to get new ones. My old headphones were $5. They had to go. Oh, it's so frustrating. Oh, and the sound quality can get so different. I need them. Better yet, guys, tell, tell me who I should be hitting up for a sponsor here. Tell me who who should be giving me these bad boys for free so I can give you all some great plugs for the love of God. But right now I'm going to give you all a plug for Super Chats. If you're watching live at YouTube.com slash Fightful, donate a Super Chat. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. And we have plenty of them. Uh, lots of stuff here. Uh, <laughs> Lake Brain Cloud says, I can't believe they used the W word in a sports entertainment show. Uh, it's, it's been like very, it's been very liberal of late. They, I, you hear the word wrestling a lot more these days on Monday Night Raw. That took me a second. I was like, what's the W word? I was thinking about that for a second there. Eloquent says, happy for Becky, but given Raw's lack of star power, losing Becky couldn't have come at a worse time for WWE. Let's get right into it. Oh boy. Becky Lynch. Where do we even start? Well, the, the <laughs> news was the news was leaked by WWE today that she would be having a major announcement, and uh, it happened. It happened immediately. Speculation started to swirl, and a million people asking me, "Is she? Is she?" That ain't my announcement to make, guys. You will never hear me announce that somebody is pregnant before they announce it. But she did it. And uh, it was it was very interesting. She came out and said she's torn between joy and sadness. 
and that things are going to change for her. She thanked the fans that believed in her, said that they deserve to hear it from her first. She's going away for a while, and that she asked the decision makers to raise the stakes for money in the bank. Now, Becky has the briefcase here, and I'm sure you had heard the rumors ahead of the show. It was impossible to ignore. No, I had heard them right away. It took me a second because I was seeing people post different things. And I was like, what are people talking about? Like, is this an inside joke that I'm not getting? And then I started scouring through Twitter. And I saw that people were saying she was pregnant. And I went back and read her tweet that she posted. I think it was, I think it was a day of money in the bank. That she said, like, oh, I'm not injured. And Monday can't come fast enough. And I was like, why would she post she's not injured? Maybe so that those speculations could be, sort of be thrown out of the water. So that's... That was kind of like how I started tying things together. But I was like, I got a way to hear it from her before like I get all excited. Well, then Asuka, very angry, makes her way down to the ring. And Becky Lynch says, I know this is yours. I know you won last night. And she really put over Asuka. Now, this is 400-day reign Becky Lynch. Quite frankly, the greatest Raw or SmackDown women's champion that has existed, period, since... They invented the title, uh, any women's title in WWE history, because I can get into the intricacies of that later, but she's had a hell of a reign. Main evented WrestleMania, done a lot. She has done a lot. And she outside says. Outside of the ring, too. Yeah, outside of the ring, too. She says that Asuka's been the best wrestler in the world and beaten her when nobody else could, and she says that she knows Asuka hasn't been able to open up that briefcase because there's a combination on it now. Inside the briefcase, Becky Lynch opens it up, and the Raw Women's title is there. And she says that Asuka is going to be the champion because she is going to be a mother. Uh, Beck, or Asuka had or- originally celebrated and ran all over the place, but then like tearfully congratulated Becky Lynch. I like this. I thought this was a lot of fun. I thought this was a great, a great way to announce it. I couldn't be happier for Becky. I mean, it's... It will suck for me to not see her on TV for maybe ever fully again. Like, who knows? But, man, that's so awesome for her and Seth Rollins. So, like, I people uh, people reported that she is due to have the baby in December. So, obviously, it obviously depends on Becky Lynch, like, whether or not, because I know, like, it depends on different moms, like, whether or not they want to come back, like, right after the baby's born or, like, a few months afterwards. Like, it really just kind of depends. But according to people, yeah, the baby is expected in December. So, I guess you can kind of wait and see. I know people can probably already be like, oh, Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble, she'll come back or something. That's the obvious quick assumption in the wrestling fan base. And obviously, we're excited to see her come back because when she does come back, can you imagine the huge pop that she is going to yeah. get? Because it's Becky Lynch. She's over regardless. She's been over. And so I don't think this is it for her. Like, I definitely see her coming back shortly, maybe after the baby's born. But that's just my assumption. Again, it depends on every single woman because everyone's going to make a different, uh, you know, a different choice. Um, but I thought this was so cool. My favorite part was when... Well, one of my favorite parts was when she told Asuka that she was the champion. And Asuka is just, like, celebrating. And, you know, Becky is, like, tearing up. And I'm just laughing because I'm like, hey, Asuka's going all over the place. Like, read the room. Read the room here. Um, But afterwards, when she comes back and she gives her that line of, you know, go out there, be a a warrior because I'm going to be a mother. I almost felt for a second that they weren't going to say it, that maybe she was just kind of going to leave us guessing. But then we got it. It was such a nice line. And then, 
overall like really nice moment I thought that Becky Lynch like you can really see all the emotion that she just brought through and it showed and you couldn't help it to be like excited like if it's happening to you yeah I I love it I'm so happy for her and for Seth Rollins I I hear nothing but good things about Becky and I can tell you that personally to me in the limited interactions that I've had with her Nothing but good. Same with Seth, for, for that matter. I mean, I've had nothing but positive interactions with him as well, and I'm very happy for them. Oh, man, we're going to get to some of these super chats. Anakin JMT says, happy for Becky and Seth. Unfortunate that this is how Becky loses the title. Did Becky have a match after filming Mania? I'd imagine Shayna would have won had they known beforehand. I had heard that at one point... Uh, Shayna was the planned winner before the the crowd went out of the way, but no, I don't think she had a match after WrestleMania, and she would have gotten pregnant either right around WrestleMania or right around the time that it aired, like <laughs> somewhere in that window, which is the thing, depending on when she's due, and uh, we don't know, and that's none of our business, really, but Anita Dick says, in all love, I guess Seth burned it down. Is that a segue? No. No. Uh, Evan Wright says, I'd like to live in a reality where Asuka didn't know about the pregnancy and that was a genuine reaction. Uh, very few people did know, from what I understand. It was it was very close to the vest before the announcement was made, but then once the announcement was made, uh, at least the filming, it was kind of out there. I mean, it, it was not a secret heading into this show. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, obviously, it's something that they have to have seen it, the rumors on Twitter, you know, stuff like that. But I, I think she might have known. But either way, it was still a really nice reaction. And I don't think it took away whether or not she did or didn't know. Yeah, I agree. Matthew Garrett, uh, actually, uh, that's a different, different subject. We have one that says, uh, from Maurice, that says, congrats to Becky. Sad we won't get a title program with Rhea and a match with Tony. Also, Alberto Del Rio is that 0.01% of germs that hand sanitizer can't can't kill. He's a scumbag. Oh, we're probably going to talk about Alberto Del Rio on the Wednesday Listen Your Boy news show, but who's to say Becky won't get a, a title program or a match with Tony and Rhea? It just won't be happening this year, Denise. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. I was thinking about this, like, from a woman's perspective, you know? I was thinking, like, hey, this is kind of a good time if she's going to want to have kids at some point. This is a good time, considering that right now with everything that's going on. I mean, come on. Like, she's not really missing out on all these big crowds or anything like that. Hey, if anything, this is kind of a, a good timing for her to start a family. So um, that's the way I saw it. The Line Drive says, talk about living your best life the best the last two and a half years. Always nice to see good things happen to good people. Congrats to Becky. Becky's done a lot. Uh, over the past two years, you got to remember, she was losing to Mandy Rose in a couple minutes a couple years ago. And all of a sudden, it took off for that, that SummerSlam push. E even the, the unfortunate stuff that happened at Survivor Series, winning the Rumble, main eventing Mania, winning two belts, holding the title for 400 days. That's fantastic. That's a lot. That, That's that, a lot. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's amazing, and I couldn't be happier for them. And you'll probably hear me say that a couple of times. Later on, we see Becky Lynch embracing Vince McMahon. There was no audio over this for me. Was that the same for you? It was the exact same for me. I was wondering, too, if it was me because of the way I was watching. But then I went on Twitter and saw that other people had the exact same issues. So I was like, okay, it was not just me. 
So we're going to be talking about this situation throughout the broadcast. So if that's what you tuned in for, there's plenty more because they repeatedly brought this up. But remember, donate a Super Chat. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. But hey, if you don't want to shell out the dough, you can uh, just check out a lot of our interviews that we've been dropping lately. Leo Rush, Deanna Perrazzo, Mike Bennett. I got John Moxley coming Tuesday morning. We've had AJ Gray, Just Incredible. We got the Blue Meanie this week. We got a little bit of everything on Fightful.com. RJ City and I had a great interview about 51 minutes. Man, we've got we've just got so many interviews. But Denise, did you see the story that I dropped this weekend? The one about Vince. Yeah. The one about him doing uh, the dive for Gronk. Yes. So I if- saw that this morning, and right away <laughs> I sent it to my fiance, and I was like, bro. This is crazy. <laughs> so if you want a little look at the type of stuff you'll get at FightfulSelect.com, uh, this this story was up there, and I figured this is a good one to wedge into Raw. Now remember, FightfulSelect.com, every week you get Raw and SmackDown reviews from Alex Pawlowski in a more sour method. You get a Q&A show from me. I answer over 100 questions. I do 20, 25 minutes every Monday, the Backstage Report podcast. Exclusive news you'll only hear at Fightful. You're not getting this news anywhere else but there, so check that out. But I got news updates all the time. And yesterday, I I had a story because a few weeks ago, Becky Lynch did an interview with TV Insider. And she said, yeah, I saw Vince McMahon describe or or display how to jump off a tower and I was like there's got to be something behind this like so I started to poke around started to poke around and someone told me that Vince did Gronk's WrestleMania dive and it's funny because when I posted the story we have a lot of WWE wrestlers that subscribe to Fightful Select and immediately upon publishing that story I had a ton more details filter in. So the situation was Rob Gronkowski, who at that time had not even announced he was heading back to the NFL, but you better believe he knew he was. He didn't want to do this dive. He was terrified is what I was told. And the wrestlers are not happy or were not happy about it. They had like 12 of the biggest NXT guys to catch him. And if you see the the picture of it, everybody's hands are up. It was noticeable watching it live. Exactly. So Vince, after a long time, is like, God damn it, I'll do it. I'll do it. 74. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, that's what Vince does. No, Vince doesn't do that anymore. He's 74. He's done some stuff here and there. But you all got to remember, he's had one match in the last decade. This isn't the Vince McMahon of the 2000s. Wrestling all the time. His last match was with CM Punk. He's not wrestled since then. His second to last match was Bret Hart at WrestleMania. So he went up and did it. And <laughs> I was told that, that Gronk was like a toddler jumping into the pool for the first time. He bent his knees and... All due respect to Gronk. I mean, here's the thing. I'm sure it's, maybe it is nerve-wracking, but his week one, five minutes in to his first game, he's going to get hit harder than that spot. And they, I was told that they had to cover up the, the uh, they had to cover up for him by filming it at a low angle. 
And I got even more information this morning that I'm going to put on FightfulSelect.com this week. There's more than that? Oh, there's more than that. There's even more than that. (laughs) But here's the thing. It's funny because, you know, obviously we're used to seeing wrestlers do all these crazy things. So sometimes you forget that people that don't do this for a living aren't necessarily as comfortable jumping jumping off any sort of platform and doing this. And so I can definitely see Gronk sort of being freaked out. I mean, there's just people that they can't do that. Like, I I can't do that. But when I think about Vince doing it at that age, like, it's mind-blowing to me. It's almost those things that you can put in Ripley's Believe It or Not because I hear the story, I'm hearing you telling it, and at the same time, it's so, like, insane to, like, believe that I like wish that I could have seen it myself um it's it's wild yeah but if you look at that that jump I encourage people to do it when the NXT guys have their hands up it's it's legitimately like a foot and a half fall it is so easy it is ridiculous ridiculous man that he did a signing with WWE agreed to host Wrestlemania and that was the thing that he was like oh I don't know because I can't see it working out if that's the case, I can't, I can't see it working out, but I can see it working out for you guys. If you leave a thumbs up, you all subscribe, you all tap Maybe that bell. Maybe he's afraid of heights. Oh, Maybe have we considered that option? Maybe. Maybe. Korosami 1997 says, Becky's baby has been champ for a month and already has a feud with the Iconics and Shayna. Legendary. I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> I, this is me speculating. Depending on the conception, she could have either been pregnant by the like within days of her wrestling at WrestleMania or probably for sure when maybe when the uh match aired but i mean if it's due in december then who knows who knows man and it's funny because prior to this, I was reading a story that Hollywood Life did. They had an interview with Seth and Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. And it was saying there that Becky loves to cook. And I was like, wow, the man cooks. And it's yeah. funny because I don't know why I just thought about that. And and the next thing you know, it's like now like sh- the man's having a baby. So <laughs> I don't know why. That's just funny to me. Yeah, we, we've got a lot on this show too. There's actually a lot of stuff that happened. Uh, the baby faces, only the baby faces congratulate Becky Lynch, which I found hilarious. And later, it was really good to see Kyrie Sane back on Raw because I was about to start asking questions if she wasn't on this show. And when you reach out to people in wrestling and you're asking questions, I feel like I'm burning a favor every time. I feel like when I'm asking these people, I'm like, like I owe them something almost. Like, like. And that's the thing. I'm like, oh, I don't want to burn through favors for these people. So when she showed up, I'm like, yes, I don't have to ask around about her. Uh, good to see her back, Denise. Yeah, it's really nice. I mean, well, well, the thing with her is that we've been talking about she's sort of been in the shadows for a while. So maybe now there's some extra room to get her out of the shadows. Up next, we have a no DQ match between Lashley and Humberto Carrillo. I, at first, I didn't quite like the idea of Humberto getting a lot of offense on Lashley, but... Considering it was him wailing away on Lashley with a steel chair, I was okay with that for a couple reasons. One, Carrillo needs some edge. Two, that's how Carrillo should get the advantage on Bobby Lashley. He should have to use a chair. And I've liked this rebuild of Bobby Lashley. And the fact that Humberto had to use a chair to set up his his drop kick and his beautiful springboard kick, I thought it was good. Uh, eventually, Lashley caught Humberto with a full Nelson in midair and submitted him. I thought this was pretty good for the short amount of time it was. I thought it was a good use of both guys. 
Yeah, and you know, for Bobby Lashley, like that's the, I'm glad you mentioned the rebuild for him because I have been seeing it. It's been more and more noticeable each and every single week. We've been seeing less and less interactions with him and Lana. I mean, obviously, they're still there. He just can't drop that. But the point is that we're seeing more. I'm starting to see him more as an actual, uh, you know, tough athlete wrestler guy instead of just like somebody's chump or something along with Lana or something like I'm seeing him as more important now each week with what they've been doing with him so I think they're going towards the right direction with that so later on there was a promo that I just loved backstage MVP approaches Bobby Lashley and they've got more history than a lot of people realize if you didn't watch TNA years ago they were a member of the beatdown clan together too the BDC with with Kenny King, and it was real good. And people have been begging for MVP to manage somebody. And no offense to Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink, but they ain't it. Not right now. That's not what I want. But I love that MVP made sense of a lot of things. Now, we'll get to why Baron Corbin is facing Drew McIntyre next week, but that was announced. And MVP goes up to Bobby Lashley and he goes, what's going on with you, man? Why are you fighting Humberto Carrillo? Like, why are you fighting him? Baron Corbin's on SmackDown, and he's coming to face your champion. When's the last time you competed for the title? And then he's like, don't even answer. I'll tell you, 2007, back when I was starting in WWE. Now I'm back after like a decade, and you still haven't competed for the title. I thought this ruled, Denise. Yeah, honestly, so it's funny because I posted that on on Money in the Bank, on the day of Money in the Bank. I was like, dude, we need to see them team up again as having him as his manager and because of what you mentioned with the TNA run and all of that. And it's like, it's one of those things where you saw this big shift when Bobby Lashley went from TNA to WWE. It was like two different people. I mean, TNA, he was known as the walking Armageddon, okay? He was a badass character. And then we saw him go straight downhill when he came to WWE. So it almost feels like we kind of get a little bit of that resurgence, uh, a glimpse of it, having him uh, pair up if they have him pair up with MVP. And based on what we've seen today, I see that as a real strong possibility now. Yeah, or I see uh, MVP perhaps, perhaps maybe taking a more managerial role. And I would right, love, right. I would love him to have his own stable. I'm cool with the stables. I, I, I'm really digging them. And let's. Let's go ahead and talk about what MVP did next because he ended up facing Cedric Alexander, Ricochet, and R-Truth, and he teamed with Brendan Vink and Shane Thorne. R-Truth is doing a gimmick where he puts fake teeth in, hillbilly teeth in, and calls himself Pretty Ricky, and it's one of the lamer things he's ever done, and I love R-Truth. Uh, Shane Thorne hurts himself doing the splits. Vink mows down people. The spot of this match is when Vink is slamming Cedric, Outside, but Ricochet does a moonsault onto them. In the ring, Truth wins with a lie detector on MVP. And I'm cool with that. I'm like, oh, sweet. But then Bob, and and there's really no story to this match. Like, this match is just like, all right, well, there's Cedric and Ricochet, Thorne and Vink getting 50-50'd again. Whoop-de-doo. But Bobby Lashley comes out and beats our Truth's ass with MVP. MVP and Lashley leave together. So they, they, they invested a lot into these guys. Effectively, three segments were used to establish that Bobby Lashley and MVP are going to be a duo. 
Right. And I actually like the fact that commentary put over the fact that it's like when Bobby Lashley came out and speared our truth, they were like, what's this guy's problem with our truth? I actually did like that. They did a nod to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the whole situation, like the, the thing that I was thinking about earlier with, you know, with Zelina and her faction, her group and all of that, they don't really have anybody to like rival against. So if they do something like that with MVP and he starts putting uh, his, his own group together, I think that could be a really fun contrast to what Zelina and her guys are doing. And I was just thinking how they have something really strong with, with Zelina Austin Theory and, and all of them. So, But the problem is they don't have anything to sort of keep that hype and keep that momentum going right now. Yeah, uh, that we'll talk definitely more about Zelina's stable. But Anakin JMT says, did you guys see the Vince Googling Twitter account? It joked that Ronda was supposed to be the one that got pregnant. Oh, man, yeah. I mean, they, they did lose their two biggest women stars to basically starting a family, <laughs> which you're going to have. You're going to have. And I, I've been very pleased that I haven't seen anybody that's like, Oh my God, why did she get pregnant? She got pregnant because she wanted to get pregnant. Like, that's it. There's no rule against that. She can get pregnant whenever the hell she wants to. So good for her. Good for her. Anakin JMT says, Forgot to say this last night. Glad to see Tamina didn't win the title, so Sean didn't have to throw himself out of his second story office. First (laughs) off, how do you know what floor my office is on? You said it last week. Okay. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Okay. At I, some point. I don't know why, but I feel like I remember that. I was getting a little crept out, creeped out there. I mean, I do like <laughs> seven hours of audio a week, so I forget some of the things I say. Matthew Garrett says, Sean, real talk. How do companies like WWE and AEW get props like custom jerseys made or other random props on like 10 hours notice knowing how creative works? They, they've got a team. They've got seamstresses. They've got... They've got all the power behind them that you could ask for, and they, they've got the resources to make it happen. People with specific roles, they know what they're doing. They've got those contacts. Oh, yeah. Uh, we get a super chat that says, WWE version of the BDC with Lashley, MVP, and Apollo Crews. I hope you're not saying that just because you think the BDC was just a stable of black guys. They also had Eric Young, Homicide, Hernandez, Loki. I think Eric Young was in there. Yeah, they had a lot of a lot of different people, but uh, I think Apollo Cruz, upon his return, has to get into something juicy. Like he's got to play off of that. Whether it's a babyface role or it's a heel role, Denise, he had his opportunity taken from him. Right, right. No, they definitely have to do a follow up to that. So up next, we do we'll, we'll talk about. The Monday Night Basketball segment. Viking Experience joke about singing karaoke. I did not like this at all. Ivar throws... Oh, the karaoke part? I didn't like really any of it until the post-game. But Ivar throws the basketball under the roof. He's not good. There's a white men can't jump joke, and they say, but we didn't know about Vikings. (sighs) (laughs) Montez banks it in from half court and the Viking experience made a last second shot and they think they've won. Their sportsmanship showed after the game, but the Viking Raiders reveal they let Street Profits win and they made a bunch of shots and Ivar dunked. I thought that Ivar dunking was hilarious, but all and I had some people say, oh, well, how does this make any sense? Why'd they let them win? And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, why did they let them win? 
to fuck with them. That's why. Because if you're playing mind games with another team and you actually tried to win but lost, well, then that team knows they beat you. But if you are so bad and then you show them, well, maybe we could have beaten you, that probably messes with them mentally a little bit. I don't have a problem with that. I just didn't like the segment as a whole, but what'd you think, Denise? You know, I appreciate that they're doing something different. I know that you didn't like the carry the carpool no, singing with the turkey leg or any of that. I like that. I thought that was funny. Um this week when they mentioned the karaoke, I was like, oh no, what's going to happen? And then when they did the basketball thing, I, to be honest, I wasn't interested at all in the basketball stuff. Like I I didn't really laugh. I wasn't really excited about it, but I did appreciate that they were trying to do something different. So because of that, obviously I enjoyed it for that sense, but it wasn't anything where like, I'm going to remember this like down the line. Um, But other than that, I just thought, Hey, at least they're doing something fun with them, you know, giving them a little bit of a personality, um, you know, not just as Vikings, but uh, as a little bit more, you know, kind of like, I don't know, it's almost like they're going like the Disney Viking route, you know? Yeah, it sure seems like it. It's just, uh, it's just not good to me. It's not good to me. And I get it. They want to add some, some flavor to Viking experience. I understand that. I just didn't think it was good. It's just At coming all. off as cartoonish, I think. That's that's probably the main the main gist of it. Yeah, yeah. Angel Garza defeated Akira Tozawa. We see dissension backstage among Zelina's stable, and then we join this match in progress, and it's pretty good, but it's weird to me that they keep jobbing out Akira Tozawa every single week while he's doing the Cruiserweight title tournament. He's the go-to. I think I mentioned that last week, man. He's down for anything. You need him to do any sort of match. Akira Tozawa is there. It's just so weird to me. Like, they've got a, a company full of people. Now, I get it. He's better than a lot of people. If you want somebody to make somebody else look good, that'll happen. And he did that here with Angel Garza. Garza wins with the wing clipper. Drew McIntyre comes out next. He wants to fight them all. I think that's great for Drew. I mean, he... He knocks out Austin Theory with a with a Claymore, and Angel Garza's laughing. He gets Claymored, and his cell is great. But then I'm like, why do we need to see Drew versus Andrade again? Why? Like we saw it last month, a good match, but why again? See, my thing is that I actually don't like the fact that he came out and was looking for, you know, looking for somebody to have something with. I actually think it should be the other way around. He's the champion. Shouldn't the guys be like, hey, that's the top out. That's the spot that I want to be in. Let me go after him. So I actually would have preferred it the other way around. The fact that Drew McIntyre is essentially going out there and like looking for competition, it, 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 it doesn't make sense to me because he's the champion. So it should be the other way around. So I actually didn't like that um i didn't i don't know how i felt already about garza them teasing uh, them doing the whole like austin austin theory and garza are getting upset at each other i was like it's too early for that they haven't even done like their peak stable stuff yet they don't even have a name yet so i was like it's too early for that uh the match itself with drew and andrade yeah good match solid match we already know that but there's no i'm not invested in it because there's no real reason for me to be invested in it and because of that i'm like yeah this could be a really hot feud but i need a reason for it to get to that point yeah i do think it's too soon and if you find yourself saying oh no that was too soon 
and you're looking for something a little bit more solid, but you don't want to invest. Maybe you want to invest $0 in an erect penis. BlueChew.com can help you out. Never too soon with BlueChew.com when you use that code FIGHTFUL. You can get your first shipment free. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Just pay $5 shipping, that's it. Improve that sexual performance. Get a rock-hard penis, my friends. Same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. They ship straight to your door in a discreet package. But they're better. They're faster. It just works. It just works. And in this landscape, I'll scream it. I'll just scream it forever. Don't be going to the doctor. Don't be going to the pharmacy if you can avoid it. If, if you don't have to, don't go. This stuff is prescribed online by Blue Chew affiliated physicians. Ship straight to your door. It's ready when you are. It's a chewable so it can get to your system a lot faster. Empty stomach, full stomach, doesn't matter. It's ready when you are. If you're not ready, it makes you ready. It's not going to be any 50-50 book in here. You're going 100%. You're going over. You're getting that sustained push. Everybody Five stars. Lo- exactly. We, we, we all love a good sustained push here. Everybody's got to get it. If you have a wiener, you should probably get it. If you don't, you should probably tell the person who's giving you the wiener to get it because you're going to enjoy it a lot. It will make everybody's life better. You'll be happier to be around. You'll be more pleasant through outside interactions probably. Just use that code FIGHTFUL. You get your first shipment free. Hit them up at Blue Chew. Let them know you heard about them from us. My earbud fell out. I was so excited to tell you guys about this. Man. So, Drew and Andrade again. It's a good match. It's a good match. But I don't need to see them fight again. Especially when Andrade is United States Champion. And let me tell you guys, I've been looking at the YouTube numbers. Drew is a fantastic draw digitally for WWE. 
It ain't easy to draw 1.5 million to your YouTube videos every single week, and he's doing that. Sometimes over two. And in this match, I, I think he'll probably do it again. He hit a sky high, a tilt-a-whirl slam. He got his arm worked over. Uh, he had a great chop, but eventually he hits the old Bama Slamma and the Claymore. And I, I mean, good for Drew. Good for Drew. He's strong. They're, they're treating him like a champion. It's just, why not somebody else? Right. I, it was a fine match. It just, uh, like I said earlier, it just didn't feel important. Um, I just feel like right now there's Drew still hasn't found his place. I almost feel like he's, I'm like, he's champion, but he doesn't have like a solid, like, obviously he just finished the whole situation with Seth Rollins and it's been literally one episode of Raw. So obviously we'll see with next week with King Corbin. But I mean, for the most part, I just feel like uh, this didn't feel important. Well, yeah, as you mentioned, la- uh, right after the match, Drew McIntyre effectively announces the brand-to-brand invitation, which is like the anemic version of the wild card rule. Uh, later, it is announced that Charlotte will be on SmackDown this week because Raw and uh, Raw and NXT aren't enough, right? But I'm like, but I'm like, okay, so this this is their idea to get ratings on Raw, Baron Corbin. It wasn't that this whole situation that we went through prior to all of this, that Baron Corbin was like two thirds of raw and just was the ratings were plummeting. Yeah. And now he's back. Man. Yeah. He downplayed his attacks in the ladder match last night, said he made Drew the champion he is today. And the thing is, I, I like that Drew played up their history together. That's good. They should. But that wasn't the only person that played up their history with Drew. Jinder Mahal's backstage, and he says that he saw what Drew McIntyre has accomplished, and it motivated him. He's been in the same spots that Drew has, and he wants a hero's welcome. He's changing his path. This is pretty much the direction I wanted it to go until the big turn happens, and I'm cool with it, Denise. Just play to his strengths, keep his matches, and his promo short, please. Yeah, I'm not interested in anything. I, when I, I just can't. I don't know. I'm sorry. I just can't take him seriously. I need some. I, the whole everything that happened with him before, it just it didn't really like convince me. Championship material, no. I have somebody making a joke because we used to say that everything was because of India, and somebody says, Sean, what about India? That's not why anymore. There's real story here. This isn't being forced, in my opinion. I think that Jinder Mahal should be in this spot. I think that Jinder Mahal should get a very short program for the title, and then after he loses it, move on. I don't even. I don't even want a short one. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Skip. Who, pass, so who like, else on Raw? I don't know. That's what I was saying. It feels like there's nothing for him right now. I'm throwing mm-hmm. my hands up in the air, Denise. Am I he's, in trouble? He's the best option. He really is. I'll tell no. you what the best option is. It's Blue Chew. And Rob Wilkins says, Denise, do you think Val Venus ever used Blue Chew? I am very – I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> I, I regret that story. It's going to haunt oh, I me love it. until I die. I love it. I love it. So AJ Styles is backstage watching the trailer for The Undertaker's Last Ride, and he he's – throwing popcorn at the TV screen, and they actually shook the camera for this. Okay. Okay. 
Next up came a really confusing segment. Hannah Moore sends a super chat and says, Iconic! And that's what we're about to talk about. This segment, I had such mixed emotions, Denise. I loved it. I'll just start off by saying I loved it. Well, I love that the Iconics are back. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross congratulate Becky Lynch. They wish people a happy Mother's Day, and they're interrupted by the Iconics. They've been gone for six months. They haven't won a match in almost a year. I loved Becky or get it, or Peyton calling Becky's baby a ginger junior. Says that babies aren't special. I was a baby. She was a baby. You all were babies. And the Iconics want a title match tonight. And here's where I started to not like it, Denise. Nikki and Alexa say, hey, it doesn't work like that. We don't defend our titles. And, you know, I'm, I'm the first person when anybody says, oh, aren't they supposed to be baby faces? You don't always have to be a baby face. That's okay. Whatever. But they immediately agree to fight these two. But not for the titles. And I'm like, am I supposed to feel bad for the... Am I supposed to not like the Iconics here? They stepped up. They said, I want a title match. And even when they didn't get one, they're like, we'll still fight you. Oh, and by the way, we'll beat you. That's weird I don't know. I don't see that as an issue because it's like, fine, you don't want to give us a title shot? I don't care. I st- I'm, still, I'm still so upset that I still want to fight you and get my hands on you. But and they're it's, the heels. You know, yeah, I know, but hey, I'm 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 rational I'm rationalizing here. I'm trying to why? make sense of that. Why? Why because do why should you have to make sense of it? Why should you have to instead of the people who write the show? Okay. Well, just think about it. Like if you're putting yourself in that situation and you say you want a title shot and you don't get it, but then you're like, Well, screw it, I still want to fight you anyways. I guess if you're doing like a street thing and you're upset with someone, I might be seeing this a different way. But they also just came back, so it's like Here's, Why would you get a title shot well, right away? Well, yeah, that, and that's the next topic I'll get. But here's the thing. The Iconics could have just said, no, we're not facing you if not for the titles. Why were Nikki and Alexa, the clear baby faces in this, like, oh, we'll fight you but not for the titles? That seems like chicken shit behavior. Yeah, and then if they would – okay, well, here's the thing. If the Iconics would have said, okay, fine, we won't fight – like, we don't want to fight you if it's not for the titles, then they, Alexa Bliss and Nikki could have been like, all right, well, then we won't do it. And then nothing would have happened. Exactly. So they got. So why isn't it on WWE to make it make sense instead of you to have to try to make it make sense on a post show? It's it's their responsibility. And I when I said on Twitter, why can't the Iconics come back, win a match or two, get a tag title shot? Why do you? They had to do this. And of course, when the Iconics won, WWE says tag title match next week because you can never do anything just once. They got to do everything to to freaking death, and I'm trying not to curse there. They got to do everything to death, and I had people say, "Well, there are no teams." That ain't my fault. I don't give a shit that they don't have teams. That's their problem, not my problem as a person who reviews and critiques the show. They've got a roster full of NXT women. They've been bringing up Denzel Dejournet and Leon Ruff and all these people to do jobs on WWE TV, they can find two girls to lose to the Iconics and them say, we want our titles back. And then I would look at that and go, hmm, fine. Because you know what? There aren't any other teams and they just beat one. It's They render the culmination of each feud significantly less interesting, Denise. Because we've seen it multiple times. Yeah, 
But it, I do get it. Like now, you know, they got a fat, they pulled a fast one on Alexa and Nikki. So now Alexa and Nikki could be pissed next week. So now they have a reason to say, you know what, you, you know, go from there. I don't know, cut a promo or something. But now they have a reason to be upset. So I'm seeing it in that way. So I'm not like completely hating on this. Yeah, I mean, I just, it didn't make any sense to me. They never make anything special in WWE. Very rarely. Each pay-per-view should be full of special matches that you're just seeing. And I don't know. I thought the Iconics were okay for not having worked in six months. But as I put that in my notes, Billy whipped on a, or whiffed on a drop kick. Uh, Alexa got a hot tag. And I like the Iconics new finish a lot. It is an inverted magic killer. Uh, basically they just, they do the magic killer, but a person lands on their face instead. And, and Makes the, sense. come back, do something new. Yeah. Show us uh, that used to be the term. You go away and learn a new hold. Then you come back and you're fresh again and they needed a new finish. Their old one wasn't working. I like it. Uh, Anakin says, glad the Arconics are back, but how dumb is it to have Peyton call baby stupid when she was one of the first to congratulate, congratulate Becky on Twitter. Those aren't always in character. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, no, I, I, and then so many people don't even see that. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I just want my wrestling to make sense. I don't want Denise to have to make it make sense. <laughs> hey, I'm trying here. So Ray Mysterio is backstage. He congratulates a, a, an approaching Rollins, but Rollins will not shake his hand. Ray explains that he fell to a second roof six feet below. Oh, boy. Anita Dick says, thank God for that secondary roof. And I'm like, so why didn't they just mention it last night? They wanted us to think that like these two guys were dead. But then the next night, they're like, oh, not only are they not dead, Denise, they have been cleared and will wrestle on tonight's show, and they have formed a bond over the fact that they did not die and will now be teaming together. Hey, you almost don't die together. That's forever friendship right there. Exactly right. <laughs> um, I actually would have liked it if they would have let us think that he died. Like, hey, let us think it for a while, even if it's just a, you know, over-exaggeration or whatever. Um, I... I Poor Rey Mysterio. He's had a rough, like, last 24 hours. But I also like the fact that uh, uh, that everybody was – Baron Corbin earlier at some point on Raw basically justified that he threw him over. And it's like, hey, it's no big deal. He landed on the second roof. No big deal. Um, so I'm just thinking, like, that's pretty funny, the fact that you have to justify that. It almost makes me wonder, like, why – it was like, hey, BTW, he didn't fall off the roof. He fell onto a second platform. It makes me wonder if there was people out there who really thought like, hey, this might be real. Maybe something's going on here. Liam Terrell sends a super chat about the Drew McIntyre YouTube numbers. He says, do you really trust WWE's YouTube? Have you ever heard of occasions of wrestling companies inflating YouTube numbers to help get someone over? WWE does not give a shit about about inflating numbers like that fake to get someone over. It's not something that they push. It's something that I seek out. They're not going out there saying, Drew McIntyre gets 1.5 million every week. It's not the way it works. That's never the way it works. It's been a pretty tried and true formula. Not to tell how many people watch something, but how many people watch something in comparison to something else. I look at YouTube numbers 
for a specific reason as to what people are going out of their way to check out. There are some specific anomalies because I've been looking at these and studying these for years. I've written thousands of words on this type of things. Uh, Battle Royals always draw. Intergender wrestling draws a lot. But in WWE, the main people who hit 1.5 million consistently are part-timers and Roman Reigns. And right now, Drew McIntyre is doing that. And that is very, very special. They ain't juicing up their numbers like that. I mean, if they do an ad buy or something, maybe a little bit, but not to the level to where it consistently gets up that high. It's just not happening. Not only that, a lot of people, they watch Raw or whatever. They watch everything on YouTube. Like, that's how a lot of people watch. Like, I know my fiance's nephew. How he keeps up with wrestling is via YouTube. And, like, obviously, I don't keep up with wrestling via YouTube, but other people do. So it's pretty interesting that sometimes you think that everybody has your same habits that they watch or consume their content the way you do, but it's actually totally opposite. Like, people consume their content in so many different ways. And YouTube is, like, a really interesting thing to study for sure. Yeah. Hey, guys, we're about 75,000 subscriptions away from 100,000. So, hey, let's get us there tonight. Make sure you guys leave a thumbs up as well. Let's target, like, I don't know, 300. There are thousands of you guys that watch this. Just tap the thumbs up on YouTube. Just do it, okay? Mike JC brings up a good point. If Corbin was there, shouldn't Alistair and Ray still want revenge for not being murdered? Someone throws me off the roof. You bet your ass I want some revenge. There you go. Even if it's six feet down. How tall are you, Denise? Five feet. Are you kidding me? That would be the end of me. <laughs> Gosh, I guess fair. Fair. <laughs> Hannah Moore says, I formed my closest friendships in high school with people I almost died with. That's a good point. That's a it's very good true. point. It's true. It's true. I once drove on the wrong side of the road. With my friend, it's downtown LA. They got a lot of one-way streets. All right, friends for life. Okay, we both cried together after that, and we're still friends. So, right, fair, fair point there too. Ray Mysterio and Aleister Black defeated Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy via DQ. God, I loved, I loved most of this except for the weird DQ. But Murphy is carrying everything. He's like, and by the way, Aleister Black was on during this match. He was so good. But finally, after about 10 minutes, Rollins stops a 619 when he's not the legal man and a DQ is called. And I'm like, man, what is with these lame DQs over the last two weeks? They go from never enforcing rules well to too much. Really, I think that just Murphy should have gotten beat. And then Rollins snaps. Because what Rollins did afterwards was insane. But what did you think of the match and the, the finish? The match was fine, but I was very distracted by the whole Seth Rollins just looking like all like, you know, zombie like. So I do think I was a little bit distracted, um, but the match itself was pretty good. I liked everything that happened afterwards with Seth Rollins essentially like losing it. The part where he yells at Buddy Murphy, I was like, oh, that's pretty messed up, dude. Like Buddy Murphy's been on your side and you're over here yelling at him. Uh, But I love the way Rey Mysterio sold sold the eye thing. And they were like, take off the mask, take off the mask. And I was like, oh, you got to make it a big deal, obviously, when you do something like that. And they did. So I thought how they did all of that was great. Um, I was a little bit confused, though, like afterwards where Seth Rollins was like, I don't know what I just did. So does he have like a 
personality disorder? Oh, we're, like, what's happening there? Oh, we'll definitely get to it. Rollins was disheveled. His hair was a mess. He looked like he hadn't slept or done anything. And that's the thing. We don't know where they're going with this. We don't know if he's upset about losing. We don't know if he's distraught over the thought of having a child. Oh man, we we don't know. We and I'm very interested. But Rollins jams Mysterio's eyes into the stairs, a sick spot that Ray sells like a million bucks. And at this point, they're gonna have poor Ray Mysterio get stabbed on next week's Raw. He's been thrown off of buildings and ah, oh, everything but the lame ass DQ was really great. I would have loved if they had Murphy pulling Rollins off of Ray. Like, that way you see, like, even though he just got yelled at, he's, he's like, Seth, you gotta stop this. I think that would have Yeah, that would have been, that would have been pretty cool, like, having that. But did you see that, like, the close-up, the picture of Ray's eye on the, on the turn post, like, Mm -hmm. like, on steps? Um... It looked really, really nasty. Like, it even did. just, like, the picture. I'm sorry, but anything with your eyes, like, come on. Like, that's just, ugh. Ray was getting treated in the trainer's room. Rollins approaches, says he has no idea what happened. And Alistair Black attacks Buddy Murphy, and they're separated. I like this. This sets up Alistair Black and Buddy again. They have done this match to death in the past, but enough time has passed, and Buddy is doing something different. I mean, the thing is... Buddy got started with Seth Rollins because he lost to Aleister Black, if a lot of people don't remember that. They need to add that to the story. They need to mention that. Buddy needs to say, I'm not the same person that I was back then, but then still lose. Because I think there's still some some more to that as well. What do you think they're doing with, with Rollins here, not knowing what's going on? I don't know. I've kind of, because, you know, you can go different ways. I mean, you can think of, like, the whole, okay, so we have, you know, you have the one situation where you have Bray Wyatt and The Fiend, right? And then you have something like Abyss and Joseph Park. And then you have, uh, and then you have whatever Seth Rollins is doing. So, like, they could do different variations of, like, either he blacked out and he doesn't remember what he did uh, in the heat of the moment. But it's kind of like, well, what caused you to black out? Because the last time we saw you, you were shaking hands with Drew McIntyre and all was well. So what happened between then and Monday Night Raw? Other than the announcement, nothing else happened. And um, so it just makes you, like, I'm not really sure exactly what's happening. It could also be more like, you know, he has the Messiah thing, and at some point, like, those types of people tend to go cuckoo. So Mm -hmm. maybe now he's in the cuckoo face of that. I don't know. So after this, well, not after this, but... (laughs) We see Shayna backstage, and J.K. Schwal says, "Did SRS write Shayna's promo about hating kids?" I don't, I don't run that one anymore. Uh, my wife is a school teacher, so I stopped that one. But Shayna Baszler cuts an unbelievable promo, Denise. She does. It was savage. It kicked ass. She said that Becky is stupid for getting knocked up during the height of her career, and that. She- Says that Becky Different gonna... female perspective, Sean. Different female <laughs> perspectives. I appreciate them incorporating that into the show because I'm sure there are some women that were probably like, bro, Becky was on top. There are women like that. Like, let's just be real. And Shayna was representing that female version. Yeah. And Becky's Becky's business. Becky would understand that. And she she knows that if this gets Shayna over more, it'll it'll benefit her financially in the long run too. 
She says that Becky will be barefoot and fat eating candy. Oh, and she goes, that baby's going to suck. Just look at who the dad is. I, I can't believe she used the F word. No female likes to hear the F word ever. Oh. Ever. What's the F word? Fat. Oh. No, okay. never. Not in a joke. Not ever. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> so that's why it was a really nice, like, uh, you know, it was, a, it was really messed up. So it really brought the point across and it made that, it made what Shayna was trying to do her promo that much better. Like she pulled out the fat word. Well, Natalia's not happy, and she had some horrible dialogue. She walks up, and she's like, How dare you say such a thing about the magical moment of motherhood? And I was like, Prince, why did you say that? But Shayna was like, Let's be real. You're never going to be a mother. The Hart Dynasty dies with you. I'm like, Jeez. Jeez. Savage. They had a match. I love the transitions. I love the scrambles. I... I want to see them go 100 miles an hour for about five, six, I don't know, probably about 10 minutes. But I just want to see them go, 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 go. But I thought this was fine. They countered each other's signatures, and Shayna wins with a knee strike. Uh, for those of you asking, if you watch this on YouTube TV, there was an error on this. Uh, it clipped out after Shayna hit the knee, and then it showed her getting her hand raised. For everybody else, it aired fine. She got the pin, but... This was good. Put over Shayna. She needs put over a little bit more. Good opponent with Natalia. A nice match. Solid. It was it was enjoyable. Yeah. Joe Hansen sends a super chat. Reminder, guys, donate a super chat any amount. Get your question or statement read on the air. And we got plenty of shows where you can do it. We got the distraction uh, reviews on Tuesday. Joe and Jeremy review a different wrestling related movie each week. They're doing fantasy drafts and booking on Saturday. We got Listing Your Boy Wednesday, AEW and NXT Review Wednesday, and SmackDown on Friday. But we also have a UFC 249 watch along that, that aired this past weekend. Check that out, as well as our Money in the Bank review. Joe says, Wrestle Talk inflates their YouTube numbers to hold down Fightful. Oh, I've been whipping their asses on Quizzlemania every single week. Denise, I've been whipping these British asses so bad on Wrestle Talk. And they, they joke, they're like, ah, we do we do bigger numbers than you. And I'm like, well, yeah, you do bigger numbers because I report things that you all talk about. Like, that's it. <laughs> Without me, they have a complete absence of content. I made them, you could say. You could say that I made them, and every single Wednesday on Quizzlemania, I've been destroying them. And it, it makes me so happy. So happy, in fact. They got that little little British Oli Davis who bounces around in front of the green screen. Who's like, hello, I'm Oli Davis. Here's some stuff that Sean Ross Sapp reported about four hours ago. Let me do 200,000 views. He wasn't even enough to get on there. They went and got No Way Jose to try to take me down. So uh, tune into Quizzlemania this Wednesday. It'll do several more views than this video will. But hey. Hey. <laughs> Sean Ross Savage. <laughs> In all seriousness, I appreciate them. And I've been having a blast beating their asses. Oh, it's been great. <sighs> Edge comes out. He says that WrestleMania wasn't the end of him, but he saw the promo last week and said WWE didn't talk to him when they said he was going to be hunting Randy Orton because he's not anymore. 
But Randy Orton interrupts and congratulates Edge and says the better man won. But then he turns right back around and says he can't bite his tongue. He says Edge hid behind everyone at the Rumble, beat him in a last man standing match that Edge picked. And he doesn't think that Edge can actually wrestle anymore. And challenges Edge to a straight up wrestling match at Backlash. Quite frankly, I kind of think they should have done this on Raw. If they got like numbers in to shitter like they do, would not have mind seeing this built up a couple weeks from now on a Raw. I mean, they're going to tape it anyway. But that way, in case Edge can't wrestle a regular match, you can edit the hell out of it. You can take care of it. Uh, Brian Mahoney says, With the level of wrestling we get industry-wide since Edge retired, I'm actually excited to see if Edge and Orton can deliver a four-star match. The level of matches have advanced quite a bit. That's the truth, Denise. We have went from a severely limited WWE style to a much more unlimited WWE style. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with that with that comment because I've even thought it myself when I'm watching certain matches where I just go, man, I'm not enjoying this match as much as I thought I would. And I always ask myself, like, why is that? Like, this match is not bad, but why am I not like, ah, about it? And it's because there are so many other matches that I've been seeing, so many other things that I've been seeing where it's kind of like, it's just different, and I'm noticing that, you know, my taste is going a different direction with certain wrestling matches, and I feel that sometimes it's obvious, and so because of that, like, I 100% agree with that comment. Like, things have changed, so now you really do have to step it up, but I do think they will. I do, too. Charlie Caruso, they made her say this weird-ass line at the end. She goes, if this happens... It might be the greatest match ever. And Evan Wright says, my God, can we talk about that terrible Charlie line? It was weird. That was it so It was odd. weird because that's not something you can necessarily measure. There are so many yeah. people with so many different tastes, so many different feuds throughout so many decades and companies. And I, I don't know. It was, it was odd. It, it was odd. I don't know what to make of that. I feel bad that they had her say it. Injection sends a super chat and says, SRS is a heel? No, I'm a great guy. Liam Terrell <laughs> says, Seth looking disheveled, skirting him being the father, and it's WWE. Do you think this could be a who's the daddy situation? Murphy's also a ginger. Uh, I don't think that's the way it works, but I'm, I'm not closed-minded to them doing anything. I hope they don't do that story because I don't like pregnancy angles in general. I don't even like him. I don't think they will. They just had Rey Mysterio congratulate him. Well, yeah, but Seth didn't respond to him. Well, I don't know then. Yeah. Well, guys, we got plenty of stuff on Fightful. We've got so much freaking content, it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. But, Denise, you've got so much content, it's ridiculous, too. What's going on? Okay, so with me, um, so my birthday is next week, May 18th, BTW. It's Ooh. on the Raw Fightful show, so I'll be celebrating my birthday wow. with all of you guys. 
Um, so because of that, I decided for my birthday to do a 31 day uh, video challenge on YouTube, which means that every single day for the month of May, I am putting in a new video. Um, and I've put out 11 videos now. Uh, actually, I did 12 already overachieving. But hey, uh, go to the channel, check them out. I've been doing so many different types of videos from like closet tours to interviews to like live streams and so much more. So if you guys want to see different types of content, feel free to check it out. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. And I'm getting towards 27K. So I'm really hoping that that happens sooner. As do I. Uh, Denise has great content over there. I want to thank you guys so much. Make sure you guys leave a thumbs up. Make sure you guys subscribe. Until next time, we're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.